Welcome to another episode of Tending the Fire, a journeyman podcast. Journeyman of North Carolina supports adolescent males on their paths to becoming men of integrity. We believe that initiating and supporting boys on their challenging journey into manhood is vital for a just and sustainable future. And now our hosts, Jordan Bowman and Brent Evans. Hey everyone, welcome to the Journeyman Podcast. Um, my name is Jordan Bowman. I am from Raleigh, North Carolina, Journeyman Triangle. Um, I'm here with uh, Brant Evans and uh, Adam Lamb from Journeyman Asheville and one of our own leaders in training here in the Triangle, Micaiah. Um, super excited to see you all today. I'm going to kick it over to Brant to share about an upcoming weekend that we've got um, to get us started here. Yeah, right on. Um, we have this big thing coming up that we're calling the Awaken Mentor Genius Weekend, May 12th through 15th. Um, the idea behind this, we, you know, we typically run rites of passage adventure weekends for the boys 12 to 17 uh, on a biannual basis. And this time we decided to do a men-centered event. Part of that is around the idea that men just haven't had as many uh, opportunities to do some of the work that organizations like the Mankind Project provide uh, in the recent years with the pandemic stuff. But then there's this other piece of, of revamping and revitalizing and building more connection into uh, the community of men that are either actively mentoring or potentially could be mentoring. Um, so this idea of like, what are we putting an investment into the community of men specifically um, with the idea that that pays dividends and creates a more capable group of initiating the next group of young men coming up. And yeah, we're, we have some details on the website. I won't, I won't um, dwell on it too long because we could probably talk about that for the whole time here. Um, but the idea would be building some skills around mentoring um, and infusing our men and the men in the community with this idea that there's a developmental task placed in front of us as men to step into that mentor energy. And that it's not a box you check, something that you go to one week in seminar and you've got it down. It is a process and a skill that takes a lot of time to build. Um, and the way we framed it is this idea of awakening mentor genius. So acknowledging that we all have some gift to provide in that realm and that a lot of this work is about getting real in terms of uncovering that stuff. So it's not just bringing in external skill sets and things that you can study on the outside, but it is tapping into that inner work. Uh, and in fact, the, the subtext for the weekend is inner work for outer impact. And so, yeah, I'll leave it there. Uh, if you're interested or if you think you know somebody that might be, uh, it's a, you know, we're, we're very interested in working with people on things like price points, stuff like that to get, to get men there that uh, can engage it and be a part of it and that it would be a powerful experience for so don't be don't hesitate to reach out. Our email over here on the Asheville side is journeymanashville at gmail.com. And uh Jordan, what, what email should they send for the uh, triangle folks? Yeah, uh Jordan at journeymantriangle.org. And it's journeymen M-E-N. Mm -hmm. Uh the weekend itself is uh May 5th or 12th through 15th, 2022. So it'll be a Thursday to Sunday. Right on. And yeah, Adam's joining us, uh, has recently stepped into a leadership role with, with us. He's been involved with journeyman for a while. Um, but I think this is the first time you've been on the, the podcast. Hey, Adam. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thanks very much. 
yeah congrats or uh well <laughs> congrats on the new responsibility yeah, of, yeah and the burden of, yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's so much as a burden but you know speaking to the weekend you know I, we had a conversation last week brent where what was really present for us was you know what is it what does it look like to actually sharpen your sword you know which to me speaks about like interior work but also you know sharpening your spear uh, as the Maasai say, and that's with in relationship to other men. And just this morning, as I was reviewing some of the material, I had a like deeper, deeper fall in um, around the king energy, which is like, you know, the king first has to embody it and then he enforces it. So for me, that meant that if I'm really going to step into this role with journeyman fully, both feet, then it deserves nothing less than me embodying uh, all those traits. And not necessarily make enforcing them, but just being the example. So yeah. I, it's it's already work. The weekend is already working. Nice. nice. It's always great to hear that's working on people. Already. Oh yeah, man. The um, energy is cooking already. And and Makai, we hope to have you there as well. Makai has been um, been a journeyman in our program. How old were you when you started, Makai? 14, 15, 15. 14 or 15. And he went through for, uh, you know, three to four years and then um, is now back learning to become a better mentor, better leader in the program. So welcome, Makaya. You want to you want to share with the, our audience um, anything else other than that? Um, I mean, when it came to me just growing up um, and journeyman, it's quite the experience I can say to myself. Um, at first, I was like very timid, didn't want to like give too much about myself. Um, wasn't I had never felt comfortable enough in order to do that. Um, now, seeing how I let up, but just now I've been able to more talk more, be able to be more talkative. I used to be very introverted in a way. Um, they've been able to basically lead me there, lead me towards being able to express my voice, just, um, Talk like I'm able to um, regain the spark I've had when I was younger. So I really nice. appreciate Jamie for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. Makai, you get to be like part of that container for the next guys up, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, there's there's kind of like two roles that you have. Your current one is really stepping into that leadership. And it's not just, you know, I talked to Jordan about it on the back and it's not just that you're in training. It's an active thing. Like you had leadership involved with the last rites of passage work we did. And that's quite a bit different from being a J man or like a peer staff. We have roles for guys who've done an initiation and then come back and help support the work for the next boys. You know, this is like more of an organizational thing. So I'm curious about, like how that's landing for you. Um, and, you know, you mentioned already, I guess a little bit more about the experience of being like a boy in the program, but I don't know, man, I'm, I'm curious, how's that been? How's the LIT leader in training thing going? It's been, has it been a year since you've been doing that? It has. Yeah. What, what have you noticed in yourself that, you know, have there been changes or anything like that? Oh, and um, also, Makai, can you pull that mic a little bit closer to your ear there? Yeah, there we go. Um, just in general, uh, with, with leaders in training, um, was 
more or less most of my experience growing up. Um, that's where most of my newer found growth came from. Um, I've been able to get, whether that be just talking in general, I can have more time, be able to um, understand myself, um, able to give myself different tasks, things to do for, for myself that I can grow, um, we call those goals. Um, we just like go through these different things. It's we meet every week, um, basically give myself like a thought, a goal for the, throughout the whole week, um, understand what I need to get done, what I can do for myself. Um, definitely, I can see this leader work, um, just leaders in training, be able to just like work on myself, become my own leader um, and push my, and it's been just been pushing me towards becoming a better leader. Yeah. Makai, walk me through um, walk me through the process of uh, organizing and facilitating the last uh, virtual uh, virtual mentors group we did with with the whole crew. Um, the last time I um, was leading it um, was definitely an experience. I was able to just I was one was trying to like make sure we had enough time. I was doing more time management, um, being able to see what exact how much time we'd have because the last day we did have we had a speaker coming um so i wanted to make sure we had time for everyone else to get what they wanted out of it um that being just being able to come in and just talk about what we would usually talk about in j group at least for a bit um and then just dive right into it so that everyone would have what they wanted and be able to get again what they originally came there for which was the speaker so cool man yeah that was that was a really fun um group we had uh with those guys come and talk about like investing in cryptocurrency and stuff and um i witnessed you prep the j-men too on uh getting them ready to like think about good questions to ask and everything which was huge. You think you'll do another one? You think you'll lead us on a, on another one of those next month? I mean, if we have one, if we have someone, then how? I mean, yeah, I will. <laughs> That's such a 2022 thing. We got like people coming in and talking about cryptos to uh, to the boys we're working with. <laughs> yeah, even two years ago, that would have been like just a completely hey. out there idea. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, hey, Makai, I got just, I guess we're kind of just pitching questions at you, but this is a selfish one a little bit, because one of the things that we're trying to do over here is create a little bit more engagement with our outgroups, which would be the things like that, right? Like doing a talk around cryptocurrency or like a climbing group. I know Jordan, you came into town and we, we did one of those with our guys recently. That was a hit. Um, but some of the ones I've scheduled kind of fall flat. Uh, and it's sometimes the ones I'm surprised, you know, I think are going to be really exciting to the boys. Um, I'm just curious, man, do you have memories of groups that got run that weren't kind of the sit and talk groups, but the more outing based groups that were impactful for you when you were in that J men role, when you were like, uh, you know, a teenage, a younger teen still. 
Um, I remember when we kind of just went out more. Um, like we went on like just times where we went to different places, like the um, escape room, or when we went to just a restaurant and did journeyman there, mixed it up a bit. Um, so, and when we kind of like hopped places where we did do journeyman. Um, and didn't like keep it in the same household or the same house. It was definitely more of a mix-up, but I did like that. Um, sometimes we did it around a fire. Sometimes we did it just inside. It was, it wasn't the same thing over and over. And that was one of the things that I enjoyed about it. Um, there was, I remember this, like the quesadilla restaurant we went to. That was my favorite personally. Um, <laughs> So I mean, quesadilla restaurant. I don't remember that one. What was that? <laughs> remember, we all went to the uh, just for one journey. We went to the to a quesadilla restaurant. All of us. It was solely quesadillas. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe I was out of town for that one. Maybe Jake Jake led that one. <laughs> so it's interesting, Makai is like. What I'm hearing you say is it's not necessarily like going out to do something like chopping a tree or cleaning up a river, but just the fact that you got to kind of go around and see different um, environments that was really juiced to you. Like it boosted you. Yeah. No. It allowed me to just like be able to be more present and we still did journeyman when we did those. So sure. Like, yeah, absolutely, man. You're still being present and going through all the processes, but it's not like you actually needed to be engaged in some type of like outward activity, like rock climbing or anything like that. Yeah. I would guess, I would also guess that that like variation piece is maybe even more valuable now with the pandemic kind of hopefully ish. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Like getting out. I mean, being cooped up is kind of a norm for most of the guys we work with, I think, or it has been, I think that's starting to loosen up, but yeah, I could see that. It's interesting. Cause I, Probably wouldn't have said that two years ago with any of the out groups, but I totally get your point, man. It's like, we've had enough with being cooped up in one space. Let's at least go out and experience something else. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm really excited. We've got a, I just talked with a, um, someone who's been a mentor in the past and said he's, he's got a guy at a local jujitsu gym who might have us out to roll around and, and learn learn about some of that that so. would be cool i think i think brand might come out for that right uh-huh, maybe yeah i mean I, I do owe you guys a trip out there so if you can put, sprinkle some jujitsu in man <laughs> that uh that would sweeten the deal um we did actually do a jujitsu group here we just didn't get it was one of those ones where i was surprised like we didn't get a lot of engagement we had like you know just just a couple guys who were interested in it um and, you know one of granted one of them ended up i think still is training in it now months and months and months later. So, you know, it kind of sparked something for him, which is cool. Makes it worth it in my mind. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, Oh, these kids are going to love it. And there's just not as much of a response. Uh, and then some other times, like the climbing one was big. We had, I think, you know, quite a good showing for that. One of the things um, that I've been keeping in my back pocket, of course, you know, spending so much of my life as a chef is, you know, trying to figure out how we can actually get, you know, 10 or 12 boys you know, with their own burners and pans, like, okay, we're going to make omelets <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or quesadillas, right? That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cooking. I mean, we did do a grill out uh, thing, Adam, at the end of last year. And I want to do more stuff like that. Like cooking, cooking, building, crafting. Those are good stuff, man. Like the glass blowing stuff would be yeah. like pretty mind blowing in my mind. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, Mike, Mike, do you have anything else you'd want to kind of share about your your arc with Journeyman and the experience of of coming up and, you know, like what that's meant or how that's influenced you? Um, I can say a journey, uh, just coming to Journeyman the first time can be quite intimidating. Um, I mean, I remember my first time I was more like, did not want him to say what I was. I did not just, I did not want to pitch a match at all. Um, mm-hmm. I was more or less just like, just wanted to uh, really just gauge how it was, um, get the feel of the place um, in a way. I mean. Okay. What was it that allowed you to shift from, uh, you know, just being there and witnessing to like really sharing some deep stuff for you? Um. It was everyone else's experience and being able, being able to say their own experiences, um, seeing everyone else have their own things that they talk about. I have definitely that's how that's, that's what I've been noticing at least with um for myself because I mean hearing everyone else's experiences it allowed me to have more confidence in myself and be able to actually explain my sides um, and my story more often yeah it's funny how so i mean jordan i've told you this before that uh i've been in rooms with you where kind of what makai was talking about uh people are a little slow to step into that vulnerability and i've seen you kind of take that step and model it i think that's the strength of yours and yeah i mean it's uh, makai i haven't sat in a ton of circles with you so i i'm maybe making some assumptions here, but it sounds like, you know, you taking that step and being able to do that then becomes a role model for the other guys in the room. They get to kind of see that process. Right. And so you saw it from the guys before you, and that was like an invitation to step into that. And maybe then you stepping into that, it's like the guy who's two weeks into journeyman sitting there behind you is like, Oh, wow. If he can do it, maybe I can step into that too. Yeah, that's a, the intergenerational uh, element of mentoring that we talk about, right? So having having a, a series of mentorship. Mentorship doesn't end when you're 18. Doesn't end. I'm right. 35. You know, doesn't end for me, right? Nope. It just continues on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's not like a video game you'd beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a level 57. That's it. Get to put the game away. Like, nope. <laughs> you know, there's another challenge. There's another. Um, almost like rite of passage. There's another growing from that. And there's always going to be someone, at least in my experience, who shows up to kind of usher me through that, that doorway so that I can gain even more um, deeply seated, mature masculine. Yeah. Given, given that we're running this weekend in the next, well, really it's about two months away. Uh, I'd be kind of curious to hear from each of you around you know, what, what you'd want to see in terms of what is maybe missing as a strong word, but I'll go ahead and say it that way. Like what is missing in the mentorship skill set of the men in our circles? I don't, we don't need to bring in any names or anything like that, but in general, you know, we have, have some ideas out there already and we've already done quite a bit of planning, but you know, what is it that's, where's that need? Jordan. I think one thing I've noticed um, is that the older men who show up as mentors, um, 
you know, who, who show up awesomely, right. Like as uncles to all these guys like Micaiah and, and um, that they have a hard time connecting with the teenage fire as we call it. So there's like this piece of, yeah, I was a teenager, you know, 40 years ago. Um, And I'm actually kind of scared of like, uh, like teenagers because I don't understand them because I don't get them. And so I think there's some of the men who show up as mentors. I think the, the part of themselves that is like that fiery teenager is so far away that they have a hard time connecting with it. Um, And they psych themselves out a little bit. I would say that's one piece. That's a, that's a, that's a gap. And I think we've done a good job over the years of addressing that. Um, And I think really just getting, getting younger guys to step into leadership and lead processes and like, um, you know, getting there like roughhousing with some football or something like that has been really helpful for that kind of thing. But I think we could do, we could use some more help in that regard. Not to, not to derail, but I'm actually really curious, Jordan, do you think that is that, is that like a, I want to call it like alienation of the teenage self, right. Or the archetypal like teenager in, in ourselves. Is that, is that like a natural part of stepping into more middle-aged type things? Or is that uh, an artifact of our culture? I mean, I can name that I've seen certain things coming out of like the teenagers out there that scare the hell out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I've thought about it. I'm like, you know, I can sit with it. I have a, probably more tools than average people to process some of that stuff just based on you know, the industries I've been in and the lingo and the, and the practice with all that. But I mean, like certain, certain um, media that comes out, I find it like pretty disturbing. And I know that that used to be the generation that was like, you damn kids and you're rock and roll. And like, you know, that stuff seems so benign to me, mm-hmm. but then there's like stuff I see that I think is really creepy. That's like become very popular in mainstream media. Is this like a, a process of getting into that stage of life or is it more of an artifact of our culture? So I, th- I think, I think a lot of people repress a part of their boy and their boyish desires and their boy psychology in order to grow into adulthood. And I think there's um, what I would like to see is to see more people integrate the boy and call him up instead of push him down. So um, it doesn't mean acting childish, but maybe acting childlike. So there's there's a difference there that's really important to to parse out, in my opinion. So um, childish is like uh, you know being de- overly dependent on other people, um, like expecting mom or parents or whatever, um, not assessing risk appropriately. Um, whereas childlike is I can connect with the innocence and the connect, the connectedness of all things, which, and I believe that it, that an integrated lover archetype as we're kind of bringing in some of these archetypes a little bit in the man has fully integrated their boy. They've integrated their boy's needs, not kowtowing to them, but, um, understanding them and allowing that to be present. So I think there's more to parse out there. Um, not sure if I exactly answered your question, but yeah, that's, that's what comes up for me first. Yeah. And no, I drive with that. What, I, what I'm getting at is that, you know, the, the thing that comes up to mind 
my mind right now is I, I saw this video recently that the comedian Tim Dillon posted and it's, it's like a, it's like a, I think it was like a mumble rap style of like, it's called food stamp ho. And it's this music video. That, and I watched it. And I'm like, this is dark as hell. Like, Jesus. Um, and without getting into the exact content, there's just, there's something like, I, w- I want to use the word scary to me about that. And that's, there's like a zeitgeist of younger culture that I'm a 35 year old. And I look at that and I'm like, oh, like there's like a fear response. And I wonder if, you know, there's something there. Maybe, maybe it's not something we deeply understand yet, but I wonder if that's a, uh, if understanding something around that phenomenon is, is something that could inform how we've worked with our mentors. And if losing touch with some of the elements of the younger generation is, you know, inevitable in some way and not necessarily just alienation of like that teenage passion. If there are like multiple things going on there now, I, maybe that sounds a little heady, but it could be a conversation for another day too. You know what I'm talking about, Adam? Uh, I do, sir. Uh, I do. Um, and you know, there's that certain aspect of seeing something that's occurring in the culture today and being kind of, you know, freaked out about it a little bit, um, for whatever reason. And there, and then there's the other flip side of that wherein I or you or any man listening to this actually connects with their boyish energy, you know, like the hero transcends into the warrior, but you know, in order to basically stay alive and be vital, there's gotta be kind of like a clear connection between that boyhood energy, wonder, seeing everything with new eyes, because if not, then it's just kind of like you're on the backside of everything and just kind of sliding down. Mm -hmm. And I think some men, uh, make up that uh, in order to be a integrated man, they have to put all of that away. And I think that um, speaking for myself, that I've only now just kind of come back to this sense of playfulness and joy that uh, that I recognize is kind of like my kind of my center, um, and the thing that I put away when I was probably about 20 years old, because in order to be the man that I thought I needed to be, I had to put these things away, but I didn't know that I was actually putting away the vital parts of myself, the regenerative parts of myself, the things that kind of kept me up and going. And not the first time, man, we've been in a circle and you ask the boys, how old do you think this dude is? (laughs) Because, uh, you know, for me, it just feels good. I mean, I want to be that connected. I want to be that energized. I want to be kind of over there as opposed to be over here about my own story. And so I see men around me of my age and, um, and wondering why they haven't made that same choice. And I get that, you know, there's no real clear example of what that looks like in society because everybody's got to say, okay, you got to put away that kind of stuff. And, oh my God, my dad played, uh, my dad played piano and he, uh, he focused, he had a huge library of music plus a black Yamaha baby grand. So there was opera and all that stuff. And he played, um, ragtime and bebop and all that stuff. And as I was growing up, he made, you know, that rock and roll, that, that stuff sucks. And so I actually made him a tape and said, no, it doesn't suck. But I mean, I think every generation goes through that. And Jordan, to your point, it's like, um, it's like weirdly, you know, pushing off as a, to that energy, like it's somehow inappropriate to where they're at in their life. Well, and almost so. I'm also, well, just real quick, Adam, when I, just to give context for, especially for guys who are not, not like watching video of this, you know, you look a lot younger than you are, <laughs> which is what you're hinting at. And that's where I'm always like, look, how old do you guys think this guy is? Like, look, this is what happens when you take care of yourself, you know, it's but true. also 
Um, I'm also, as you're talking, I'm, I'm open to this idea too, that there's maybe some of a mirror being held up when guys like me or any of us, uh, look at something that that's coming out of like younger culture that seems scary. Like, you know, maybe that is a mirror saying, Hey, you're losing touch with some piece of yourself in here. Could very well be like still stuck in that boy psychology. Like really, this is boy shit, right? What are you going to do? Or or even like, you know, like, like the stuff you mentioned, Brant, like, um, I watched a video the other day that was about Gen Z humor. And I was like, what is going on here? And I felt, I felt my age a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh man, there's a piece of this that um, I don't really jive with. And I think part of that is just natural. Like part of that's going to mm-hmm. happen, but I'm really curious to hear Makaya's perspective around like, dude, is there anything that like, like when it comes to like humor or like pop culture nowadays, like stuff that you're into or your friends are into that, that you're like curious about, or I think Brandon like, is this? afraid of, um, do you, do you resonate with anything around the stuff that's coming out uh, being like, I really dig this or I'm kind of like skeptical of this? Um, you mean just like general humor or like media, I'll say? Yeah, um, I mean, humor, content, you know. TikTok stuff, TikTok. man. <laughs> There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TikTok um, is the devil. I can, I, I can, um, I can say I don't understand TikTok as a whole. <laughs> um, You're joining us, Makai. You're one of us. Uh, we're, we're all old now, man. That's that. I, I never was a part of it because, again, it was more, I felt more like a hierarchy thing, even at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't have enough followers on TikTok, if you're not like popular in general on TikTok, then you're not someone. Or if you don't have this amount of followers in general, like it felt very media based. Yeah, that's gotta um, suck, man. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, schools, I mean, just generally, like socially, in terms of in school, um, everything is through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely huh. more of a thing. I, I don't really, I don't really use social media that much anymore. Um, mm. Besides YouTube, but again, that's. Yeah. I just never understood it because I mean, humor nowadays in TikToks is TikTok is pathetic. Um, not not the normal model, just not mm. normal humor as mm-hmm. it used to be. Um, I mean, I can say I can say I get behind like more dark humor and stuff like that. Um, mm. Those I just I find that more funny. Um, I find just in general most mostly just the stuff that I grew up with. I can mm. find funny still. However, when it comes to the new stuff, it's more it's hard to do. Um, definitely but, can see like a I can make a comparison to a certain TV show, but can I can I ask you what is the newer stuff that you said you found kind of pathetic? What is what is that? Because I I'm curious from your perspective. Um. There's a lot of things that just like are in um, my childhood that I grew up with that I'm that I find funny that I find just in general like grew I grew up with sure. having in my mind like a I'll say my own personal type of humor and that's been what basically is mm-hmm. what's grown up with I'll say right okay like um, what's that is there a meme that we we might recognize um. I'm, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use some TV shows. Talking about. I was gonna. Yeah. I wanted TV show. Sure. 
Um, you know, Teen Titans, right? Yeah. How there was before Teen Titans, the TV show, and now there's just the cartoon show. Yeah. Um, the TV, the Teen Teen Titans, the original is what I grew up with. I find that more cooler, more satisfying. But the Teen Titans Go, I find, is a joke. I just don't. Um, it's. I can hear the passion, man. <laughs> it's it's not funny. It is kind of just all of what humor is nowadays. If it was a TV show, right? So that's how I feel. It is. Um, mm-hmm. It's. It's like you're growing up with something, and it just isn't really anymore. Um, I feel like in terms of now, it's just humor. It's it's something that it's like. No, after you get after you get a certain age, and the new stuff starts, and you start seeing more of the new stuff, comparing it to your old thing, it's right. Now you're now seeing that as what's wrong, and right. how yours is was just better. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a different frame of reference, and I mean the one thing I appreciate about humor is that you know you can say really hard things with humor, you know, and let it kind of seep through, and so it's this unique opportunity to like really get a strong or profound message through. Um, but if it's going to be, you know, how much more outlandish can you possibly be than the next person? Because as you said, Makai, it's kind of like social media. So I got to get the likes, I got to get the pops. So uh, I'll just be more outlandish than the other person. Hmm. You know, that to me, that just lacks creativity, right? Like yeah, to be able to craft a good line and deliver it in such a way, like boom, drop it and then leave. So, yeah. There's something about like the economy of shock value and what you're talking about a little bit too, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like how much, how much is it like once we become inured and and desensitized to a certain point, then it's got to be more and more and more. That's, you know, I've recognized that even in my youth, my boy psychology about like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And and then thing that I pulled back from was like, well, then when will it ever be enough? So, yeah. Well, and, and Makai, I kind of have one more follow-up question on that thread was you said you kind of opted out and you said there was a hierarchy of TikTok and a hierarchy of like, if I have this many followers, I'm in a different place in that. What's been the impact of you of opting out of that game or that hierarchy? Um, I would say kind of just vanished. You got banished. Interesting. No, just vanished. Like I'm kind of forgotten about it in a way. Are there? Yeah. Wow. Go yeah. No, 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 no. So, um, and I don't want to infer anything, Makaya, but uh, it's got to make you feel better, right? That that's not a thing that you have to kind of worry about and stress and like put any attention on. I got to yeah. imagine. So, I, is that what's happening for you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going. I I, I want to get more into certain media like YouTube, for sure. example. Sure. Absolutely, man. Because I find oh. that a lot more entertaining. Because I mean, it has a variety, more of a variety, and more of the, and it has been here for so long that it has everyone. So, all of ev- like every bit of what people have grown up with, it's there. It's on um, there, man. Yeah. There's a there's a piece. Sorry, go ahead, Micah. I feel like it's just more. You can find people who relate to you. And those are the people who you kind of resonate with and keep like, I'll, I'll use that. That's great. Yeah. You had, um, well, my, my thought that popped up was that, you know, being a part of journeyman and having a community that has explicitly recognized your leadership capacity and, you know, is focused on 
working with you to build that more, right? Like that's, I would imagine that for all of us, that helps us have the courage to step away from stuff that um, might otherwise be less healthy ways of getting connection, right? Like the thing that scares the shit out of me about social media and it's down in the subconscious. I have to like really dig in there to pull it out. But there's this, I look around and like the fear is that young people or just people in general, but especially affecting young people that they have to, they're going to have to make a choice between integrity and self like health, self proper, proper health, self-esteem or belonging. Right. And when you're a young person, that's an impossible choice to make, really. Um, in fact, I think most most everyone who is in that developmental range where they're trying to figure out kind of who they are, you know, um, opting out of love and belonging with your peers is not an option. You know, and if you have a whole wave of people that are riding this toxic thing, whether it's social media or whatever, but social media seems to amplify that's a scary prospect, right? Like for, for us in the culture is that that's just, you know, I'm like, TikTok's the devil. And like, there's something just darkly devilish about this proposition that we can give to young people and saying, Hey, you get to either have integrity and stand for something that you can be proud of, or you get belonging, you know, when they need both. Mm. You know, Brett, um, that reminds me because it wasn't too long ago when you were asking the same, a similar question, uh, in the boy circles in the middle school, which was, you know, what's the difference between popularity and reputation? Mm, right. Yeah. And to like, get them thinking about it at that age, granted, you know, very often we're there for 40 minutes, even though we're there consecutive weeks, it's hard to have like a conversation where you feel like you made an impact yet. You know, once that question is lodged in somebody's brain, then that's something that kind of, they might not remember who asked that, but to come back to it, um, right. I think that's a powerful line of inquiry because even now it's like, you know, and it's to be frank, just not the young people, but you know, there's plenty of people our age that are still kind of in that quandary as well. Yeah. People have this idea that when you get to a certain age, you've like <laughs> gotten to a certain level of maturity. Right. And I like, you know, you'll hear me talk sometimes about the developmental ideas of certain psychologists where it's mm -hmm. like you have developmental stages and, you know, what percentage of the population actually passes through successfully establishing a, a healthy identity in their teen years? You know, most of us have to play catch up in some regard around developmental like goals. You know, it's like Micaiah, you know, if you're playing a video game, you got to like work through the missions. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I, I don't even know if this is how they structure like current video games, but it's like, you know, sometimes life feels like you're walking into like the, the, the dojo to fight the elite four and your Pokemon are all like level 40 something. And you're like, how the hell did I get here? Like, I got to go back and do some training and get up to par here, man. Um, I think most adults are behind or haven't, haven't gone through the proper development of some part of the psyche, right? That's all of our work. Like is catching up and fixing those pieces, integrating. Um, I do just want to throw out here. We've, we've been shitting on TikTok a little bit today. And uh, nah, yeah, I was just joking, man. I, well, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> disagree with it. I, I think I think it incentivizes the wrong things, but I want to put a challenge out to anyone listening. If you've got some, uh, if you've got some ways in which TikTok can be used for good, uh, let us know. I want Tag to us, please. 
I want to highlight him on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I think we're getting close to time here. This yep. might maybe that's a good time for us to it is. do a quick checkout, y'all. You guys down with that? Anyone else have like hanging thoughts or something on fire they need to throw out into the circle Dude, there's, here? There's so many. <laughs> for now, I, I feel complete. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to throw out there that Makaya has uh taken on doing some more of our video editing, getting our YouTube channel going. So uh I'm stoked to see what you can make of that, Makai. I'm gonna see you tomorrow, right? We're talking tomorrow. Yeah. Do a little, all yeah. Right. Cool. Cool. I'll I'll check out. I'm yeah, just feeling, you know, curious and connected. Uh, I like having these type of conversations. I feel like it's sharpen. You said sharpening the spear, Adam. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a there's a sense of that for me, and just using using my brain to engage in this way. I, I really appreciate it. I'm yeah. out. Um, checking out Calm Collected on Understanding now. Um, can really feel that, um, I enjoyed this, uh, just the conversation we had today. Um, these, I know this had these, the, what was mentioned needs to get talked about more. Um, and not kind of just overlook. So, I know that. Um, yeah, Adam, and I'm checking out with uh, Deep Sense of Gratitude. So, so happy to, okay, get to make your acquaintance and learn more about you, man, and hear your perspective because that's uh, it's important. And um, feeling deeper connection with the guys, Brent, Jordan. So uh, all I got is love, man. All I got is love. Thank you. And I'm out with that. Uh, Jordan, I'm checking out with, uh, yes, yeah, a lot of gratitude for you guys, a lot of gratitude for um the work of journeyman and the work that we get to do in circle and um yeah feeling real curious and intellectual and like ready to i could keep spinning for a couple hours <laughs> write a book with brant or something like that's where i'm at right now so <laughs> checking out with that and just once again throwing it out there that we got this weekend coming up may 12th through 15th uh we're not it's open to guys outside of the journeyman community. We want to reach a wide audience there. So anyone who's wanting to get, get curious, get down, kind of see what this is all about. Uh, that's the place for it. Yeah. Becoming a mentor is a crucial step in your own personal development. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, we're going to teach some frameworks around that developing yourself and having an impact outward because of that. Yeah. I mean, the, the only answer to today's staffing crisis is mentorship period. That's it, man. It's the only thing. The only thing that'll work because anything less than that, people just go somewhere else. Well, thank you guys for joining today. Thank you, Micaiah, for joining us and Adam for, for being on the first time. This is oh, you, glad we're getting this thing going again. Much gratitude to you all. That's it for this episode of Tending the Fire, a journeyman podcast. If you'd like to find out how we can support your young man on his path to integrity and authenticity, reach out to us on the web at journeymanashville.org or journeymantriangle.org. This has been a Realignment Media production.